Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on this pod we discuss this past week's content that finally confirmed the foot birthday and answer the question, are content creators a problem and do they ruin FIFA? Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Right, let's get into the pod then. So we do have three returning guests today. First returning guest is Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here as always. Second returning guest is Simply DGR. Diego, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun being on here, so can't wait to see what we get into tonight. And our last returning guest is King Lampard. King Lampard, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate the invite, Max. So, guys, we are going to go over this past week's content. I know we haven't had a promo, and it, I think some people are disappointed, but I think we have had a lot of other content as well. I'm going to do a quick rundown of it. So, we did have the MLS and Irish milestone players added to. I know MLS was today. Obviously, they brought the Irish players on St. Patrick's Day. We had Chicharito, new new flashback card today. Matt Doherty. Oh, I said that right there. I probably said that wrong there. You got to um, pass with that one. Okay. We did have Adrian Rabio, uh, moments card. We just have the the end of era Bender Bros. It might not sound great, but they weren't bad cards. We had uh, the Giroud objective card, Sancho and Mbappe play the month cards. And we also did have the new icon moments release the SBCs, Zambrotta, McAuley, and Ian Wright. And finally, we also did have the European Man of the Match released as well. Jose, I want to start with you first here. What have you made with the content this past week, even though there hasn't been a promo as such? Yeah, I mean, I think we are definitely spoiled with promos um, relative to where we were just a few years ago, like in FIFA 16 and farther back. So I didn't despise not having promos for two weeks. Um, the milestone players, I think it's again a step in the right direction regarding the milestone section. However, managerial masterpiece hopefully is something that they can learn from because it has not gone through as smoothly as they hopefully or they probably expected as quote unquote the objective uh, game mode. Um, Doherty, Rabio, Bender Bros, they all seem like good value players. Um, if you're doing the right things and grinding the club opening the right packs, not wasting all your coins, those kinds of things. The moment Zambrata looks like the the steal of the entire game cycle for me. Um, everybody seems to love that card. I needed one more game to hit my first ever gold one in the weekend league. I did his loan, and uh, I he carried me to a 1-0 rage quit in the fifth minute. So <laughs> I haven't really gotten to use him yet, but just stats-wise, he looks – insane and he looks like great value because you got to recognize that when this next promo drops the price of everything is most likely going to go down a little bit just because everybody's going to have a supply finally you know we're starting with 81 plus upgrades where player picks are coming back and you know everybody's going to full send every single thing they have or at least i am the club's liquidating for player picks so i'll have high rated fodder so i love it yeah, I think definitely there's a lot of people out there who have saved packs, and I think we are going to see a big drop on fodder, hopefully. I know inform prices this past week or so have gone right through the roof. I know there's a lot of informs out there right now which are extinct. I know there's a lot of like low-rated 75-rated informs that I think are going for their max price right now, which is crazy. And I think definitely Zambrot was a great card too. I really like the look of him. I think you can play him right back, even a wing back in a, a 5 or 2 or a 3 for 2 as everyone's loving right now. Play, obviously play him CDM. He can, he can literally play anywhere across the defensive line or in midfield, I think. So I think he'll be... I think definitely he's going to be an end-game card. And I like the fact that you can kind of grind towards him over the next kind of month or so with fodder you get. 
I'm not sure McAuley and Ian Wright. I know McAuley's not a bad one. Um, I definitely don't believe many people go for Ian Wright here. Diego, I want to go with you next. What have you made of the content this past week? In terms of like a road to glory aspect of a grinding concept, it's great because one, I don't think these cards are the most usable, but I think in terms of what we have coming up with foot birthday, new SBCs, possibly another icon player pick. I think these cards could just easily slot in and save you hundreds of thousands of coins. So I'm looking at these cards for the set for the sake of with no promo it like at least gives you, if you're going to get on the game, you might as well grind out some of these cards, not all of them. Cause I know it is a lot, but I mean, grind the ones out that you want to. Um, I love the Giroud card just cause he has pace. So it's like a fun card to use. And if you don't like the card, he's 90 rated. I mean, Go, go look at the market whenever everything's inflated and you want to go pay for 90 rated while you're coming off 70, 80,000 coins probably. Easy. Um, so, I mean, I, I like that. Sancho player of the month didn't look at it much just because we have the uh, what if, which is a phenomenal card. And the Mbappe would have been beautiful if he was a striker, but being the left wing and the overlapping with Neymar, I don't see a lot of people doing it. Um, I, I think the Chicharito card is really nice value. I think he's always like a decent Ike, uh, SBC every year. The three-star, three-star does hurt. But, I mean, for the value, and I know there's like a lot of Chicharito fans out there, so it's a little fun SBC for sure, and it's not too expensive. Um, Rabio, I liked him. He looked decent. He gives you good links because I think there's a lack of French players in the Serie A that are like higher rated. And for the Bender brothers, I'm a big fan of the right back. I think the right back, I think the meta has fallen to – right backs being slotted into center back and he's just going to fit right along that. But I do like the right back a lot, especially if you're rocking a Bundesliga team, I could see you buying or completing both the SBCs as well. And I got to agree with Jose on this one. That Zambrota looks phenomenal. And obviously at every year I end up doing a past and present Barcelona team and it's looking like he's just going to slot in right to the, to the right back slot. But I like him a lot. And the other ones is Ian Wright. It's more of like a fan favorite, nothing crazy. And then McAuley, it's just an expensive Conte. I mean, Conte every year just in and out just proves to be a phenomenal, phenomenal holding mid. So I, I like the content, um, but I'm really excited for foot birthday this Friday. Yeah, it should be. I think for most people as well, foot birthday is kind of that big promo before the team of the season. I know we are probably going to have the team of the knockout stages with the European stuff, but I think definitely foot birthday is the one everyone looks forward to before obviously the uh, kind of end of season finale which is team of the season. King Lampard, I want to move over to you next. Obviously, I know we did have the St. Patrick's Day stuff, so I'm guessing you're pretty happy with that. But what have you made of the content this past week? I'm just kind of annoyed you've come to me third. Like, Jose and Diego have absolutely rattled off absolutely everything that I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Giroud. has <laughs> already taken on me. But look, I'll just reiterate what everyone has said. Um, it's, been, it's been a good week. Like, like, we've had no promo for two weeks, but... It nearly feels like this week we've had a promo. Like with the amount of content we've had, personally, in my own opinion, um, I feel like it's been a really good week. There's like not been bad content. Like obviously we had Bender Bros. Um, I said I'm probably sure if you put in benderbros.com, it'll come up a bad website. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Giroud Giroud's looked Giroud looked phenomenal. Obviously, it was in it was an objective, and I was kind of annoyed. I seen it. I was actually in a hardware shop when I seen it. Um, when I seen the tweet from EA and I got really excited until I seen objectives and I realized I would have had to play a managerial masterpiece for him. But um, 
we got over it eventually and we played a full weekend league with him and he was incredible. And I tried to uh, uh, kind of convince people on Twitter that he was a good card. A lot of pros were kind of slating him, saying that he was an 84 pace striker. It's like, it's, it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Olivier Giroud. Um, he's an incredible record for me over one weekend. I played 25 games this weekend because I didn't finish my games because of how much content there was over this weekend uh, between, I didn't do Silver Stars on Wednesday for McGeady. So I, I done Silver Stars on Friday and I done managerial masterpiece, um. So I kind of left a lot of games till Sunday to play in weekend league. But in twenty five games, that Giroud card scored thirty three goals and ten assists for me, um, which is insane. I sold my Cantona. I sold prime ninety three Cantona just to have Giroud in my team. Um, he's incredible. Okay, yeah, he's three star weak foot, but if you get him around the box, it's a goal. Um, it's an insane card. I hundred percent would recommend it, not for fodder for your team put him in your team fix your team for him just do whatever you want for him um, but content was good content wise is good Paddy's day was decent decent um, like the MLS objectives just another situation of EA forgetting that it's it's not even we can't even say it's March anymore next week it's April like we're, we're that far into lifestyle like lifespan that next promo after the promo on Friday is basically going to be team of the season um, and we're getting 84 rated cards and Objectives like oh you know we got Giroud and I think Giroud is a really healthy card for the the lifespan or the the span of time we're in the game. Um, but these Irish cards and the MLS cards they're not good. They're they're, they're they weren't good. Like there was a few tidy looking cards, um, but none of them get into your team in December. Never mind start of April. Um, I know the MLS right back isn't as good as the Silver Stars dam. Um, it's Dam, isn't it? That's the right back. Yeah, Jurgen Dam, the Atlanta right back. Yeah. yeah, like I've seen a staff review on him, and it's like he's less stats than a silver card, and he's an 84 rated that comes out on the 23rd of March, which just makes no sense for me. And like I know I've actually a really good friend who's uh, who lives in Ireland. He used to live in America, and he does um, an MLS pass and present every year. That's his team. He doesn't have any other team. He doesn't play much FIFA, and all he does is MLS cards. Um, so when MLS obviously content dropped today, I sent it to him all, and he got really happy went and checked it and he was like pissed off with it. It's like none of these cards get into my team. Like they're all, they'll all get my bench and reserves, but none of them get my team. And so he's kind of annoyed over that, um, which is a bit of a killer. And I think you just need to kind of keep it consistent with the level of rate, the level of cards. Like we've gone to the stage in FIFA now where we don't care about meanings. Like Giroud, Giroud has never been anywhere near 84 pace in his life, but he just gave him a juicy card. Why is the reluctancy on certain cards to getting lower ratings than... They just just make everyone juicy. Just let us play with these cards. Um, but yeah, no, it's a for a non promo week. I would say good eight out of ten. The two obviously getting lost for the lack of rating in the Irish and MLS players. I mean, that's also the issue as well right now. Is that these milestones? I like the idea of them. I like that they kind of they're basically like meant to be like the foundations of your team. But I think the first issue that I have with this is that they wait so long to to bring out the second batch of these cards and also like you said there that the other issue too is that these cards just aren't up with the state of the, or the, with the pace of the game that they're nowhere near the kind of wouldn't say that they're not they're not going to be top tier cards you aren't expecting these Irish cards to be top tier but even like a Giroud Giroud's not an insane card but he's still decent enough that you can get him into your main team you look at these kind of the Irish Marston players or the MLS players when can you use them we'll go back to the same issue too is that I know you might be trying to use these cards within the manager or masterpiece, but because manager or masterpiece is still only 77 rated, you can't use a lot of these cards anyway. 
you have to kind of subsidize these with kind of either silver players or lower rate gold players. And after that, when are you when can you really use these apart from if they bring out with a new season this Friday an MLS icon swaps token whether you need to do like squad battles or an Irish full Irish team for icon swaps. And I think that's what they might do. They usually bring out a milestone thing when they bring out the new icon swaps and they require a score battle thing for that. Which is why I'm a little surprised they haven't done other leagues within the milestone section too. I think we've had a we've had a we had a lot of stuff with the Chinese league early on. But then we could have had a easily a Chinese league milestone section, a uh, Portuguese league. I think the Portuguese league's had like one or two SPCs over the whole year. And the only one I can really remember has been the guy Pedro Goncalves during Future Stars 2. So it's an interesting one. Going back to Juru as well. Giroud destroyed me this weekend in a few games. And I hate the fact I did that. I don't want to go into my weekend because I almost had a mental breakdown with foot champs. But it is what it is and we're over that. We're not going uh, to bottle God one again from here on out. You've got my word for that. But again, we do have the new season coming up soon. The new set of icon swaps. So hopefully that brings a bit more, I wouldn't say excitement to it. But I think everyone's happy to get the second batch of icon swaps coming out as well. And like we also have mentioned as well, that foot birthday is finally confirmed for this Friday. So we haven't got to kind of speculate anymore. We do have a question here from FIFA 21 Daily. Langpin, I want to start with you first here. So the question is, what do you like most about foot birthday promo? And do you have any ideas on how EA could further improve the promo? As I feel like it's a lot of people's favorite promo of the year. Yeah, like I feel it's everyone's favorite, favorite promo. And I know there's a lot of promos that everyone likes. Like people go on about like, over previous years, we've had shapeshifters was pretty good over like I think it was last year. Um, obviously we can include team team of the years a promo, whatever. Um, there's a lot of promos that people I kind of like, but I think foot birthday is everybody's fan. That's pre pre team of the season uh, promo because everyone just loves whatever comes out after team of the season. Like summer heat was class last year. Footies has usually been class. Um, but foot birthday has been one that's been really consistent throughout the years, and it's I think why it's really popular is because it's different every year like i remember it was a fifa 19 we had like position change cards like we had like it was a van dyke at striker um yeah. few other random cards like that and then last year we got wasn't it the weak foot upgrades yeah skill moves and weak uh, upgrades last skill moves and week like we had like a five star five star and bappe five star five star hazard um there was a lot of really high rate cards last year but like i've said and like everyone has said over on the, this this podcast especially is that we can't compare, we have to get our mindset, we can't compare this promo to last year because no promo this year has lived up to the expectation of last year's promos. Um, the concepts have been pretty cool, the players have been pretty cool, but like between ratings and stuff like that, they just haven't been the level of last year. Like, I think I said it last week because we had a small talk on football to last week. Um, it was like 10, 11 players over 90 rated in football day last year. Like, what promo have we had this year that's been three or more? Now, maybe because it's been a two-week break from promos that we might get a really juicy, juicy team. Um, it could be the, the last big promo before team of the season, so maybe we get a full send that people kind of wet their lips in preparation of team of the season. Because um, we have to realise that's coming like in a month's time or so, isn't it? Well, I think, um, I think if they work this out properly, I think we're probably going to have a two-week promo for birthday. Yeah. A week of team of the team of the knockout stages, and then I imagine after that we probably see a vote or the community team of the season after that. Yeah, so. like it's it's we're getting we're getting to the end of the season, the lifestyle lifespan. I don't know if you've seen lifestyle, um, <laughs> but um, 
it, it needs to be a juicy promo. It's a big letdown if we have a small... If I see, like, more than five players under 86 red, it's a dead promo. <laughs> like, I, I just want to see... Just give us... Yeah, just give us... Literally, every card that comes out, make us want it. Like, make us want... Give us a random right back from the French league, from a random nation that has gone from seventy four rated to ninety rated. Just, just do it, yeah. Just, it's foot birthday. It's the one time that, of the year that doesn't make sense. Like we've had different things every year. This could be a really, really good promo if EA work it right. And um, I am hopeful um, that we are going to get a good promo. I always am. And then I'm like a lot of promos. I've actually, I've actually liked a lot of promos because I. I've got out of the mentality of comparing it to previous years. Like a lot of people were saying, oh, what if it's dead? Blah, blah, blah. I thought what if was brilliant. Like I'm still looking at what if players. I was so heartbroken last weekend um, over Roberto Pereira not getting his upgrade. He, Udinese, shot a blank against Lazio, um, which now he's not getting an upgrade. And I really love that card. And I, I loved how I literally watched six Udinese games because of Roberto Pereira. Um, I, I, I took... If people obviously every every promo is going to have haters and lovers. I just want I just want to love this promo. Um, what what can be done? I don't know. Like you just change it every year. I it could be complete. I think we could have a hundred different guesses and we might get one right. Um, and that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Just give us something new here. You, like obviously you've you've had two good weeks to think about for birthday, and I probably have obviously promos planned for months, but um, they've had two real good weeks to work on. Without any distractions of any other promos, just hopefully to give to give us something good. I think that's what we're all waiting for too. Is we don't know what's going to happen. I know last year, I feel like last year was very well received. I think the skill move and the weak foot upgrades were were very good last year, especially because I think five star weak foot last year was very very big. I don't believe five star weak foot this year is massive, but I think it would make a lot of cars usable like last year. Guys like Di Maria or Griezmann, who with that five star weak foot were a lot better players in the game. Jose, I want to move on to you next. What are you kind of hoping foot birthday is this year? Are you kind of, what are you, what previous kind of footballs have you liked? Um, I think last year's foot birthday was the perfect promo. Um, I think part of it was because it came, not only when I started my streaming career, well, it, it came right before I started really, but it was a time where I had restarted my club completely. I had a golden Bappe and a ton of bronzes and I grinded like crazy. The Paqueta and Cordoba objective players were very, very fun to use, um, which I don't usually say that about objective players. I usually think they're quite a bit behind the curve, but by forcing myself to use them, I realized they were really good players at the time. Um, and there were so many accessible um, players. I, I know Langbard just said, you know, 586 players and it's a dead promo which i do agree with but i found myself getting so many of the um i forget the lazio argentinian um foot birthday player but then there was also an eggestein from Werder bremen these 86 rated promo cards that i found everywhere i packed maybe three or four times each and it was the first time i really had a promo where i packed players and it was such an exciting feeling it felt more accessible. Player picks were booming, and it was the first time I had really invested in those. And it, it felt like they finally clicked. They finally got things right. So this year, whether it's going to be position changes, weak foot upgrades, whatever it is, we don't know yet, and we won't know until Friday. I'm just hoping for some high-rated players. Um, 
that are going to miss, miss out on team of the season. We all know team of the season is going to be the next big, big thing, most likely. Maybe in Aubameyang, who most likely isn't going to be in the Premier League team of the season. Maybe a Raheem Sterling or a Sergio Aguero. Timo Werner, who stunk it up all year. Maybe he can... <laughs> Maybe, maybe he I'm can. Happy, uh, <laughs> your face was priceless. Maybe, maybe we can get those high-rated players that we've wanted to be usable all year, and aren't going to get a team of the season. You know, I, this is for the time for them to go all out. I'm hoping to see some five-star weak foot upgrades, knowing um, how influential those upgrades can be based on what we saw last year. I'd love to see something similar. They don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Definitely, I think there's a lot of cards as well that haven't had kind of performance-based cards that could definitely be in this promo too. I think this, obviously, this is the last promo that isn't performance-based. Again, we've got Team in the Knockout Stages that will be released probably after this. Then after that, unless they kind of bring out a a, Europe, a Euros kind of promo like a Path of Girl with the World Cup, we'll also have Team of the Season, which again is a performance-based promo. So we could have a lot of players here that I, I hope there's a lot of players here that haven't had other cards within the game and that cards that we maybe I think are meta and enjoyable and then they're made to be even better. Again, I think definitely with every single promo, they've got to basically meet the requirements of A, the casual players. So again, low-rated players that are fairly cheap. They can still improve people's teams. The kind of regulars, the more hardcore players like ourselves that want A, packable players, but B, players that will improve our team and make our teams better. And then you've got competitive players who obviously did want the top tier cards and cards that all kind of replace an Mbappe or a Neymar in the team, which this year have been very, very hard to come by. I want to move on to a question here for Diego here. We've got a question here from Jack Dale. The question is, a lot of primaries this year, people have said, such as content and careers, have been underwhelming. They wanted to see better slash more. What would you like to see in Foot Birthday that will make it stand out from other promos we've had? It could be world-priced SPCs or more variety of players. What do you think could help Foot Birthday stand out from other promos? I actually think both of those things could be. I think they could give us like Foot Birthday SBCs. I think up to possibly three within that week if they want to make it a one-week or a two-week promo. See if we could get a new player every three days or some every two days, just new more. We're never going to be mad with more content. I don't ever see that being an issue. Um, I like the variety thing as well. Uh, try and pull players out of the Portuguese league, uh, the CSL, um, the Eredivisie, especially Eredivisie, because I know there's a lot of usable Dutch players this year. Um, just expand a little bit. And if you want to make it a little bit more fair, I think definitely us knowing this is probably the last big promo till team of the season. Like Jose said, I want to reiterate that, especially if a player is not looking to get a team of the season, go just go all out on them. I think go ahead. I think also doubling up on skill moves and weak foot would be phenomenal. Like if Werner was given four star skills and a five star weak foot, all of a sudden this card looks it's crazy because a lot of guys use Werner at the beginning of the year don't. There's examples of cards like that throughout the whole game where I think. If they're not going to get something in a month, just just let them go end game now because now we all want to play with somewhat of the best players or promo like guys. And I know with team of the season around the corner, I mean, it helps us with content too. People want to see the new promo cards get used. And if we can't even fit them in our team, it it kind of does hurt us. So I definitely think giving us the, the biggest upgrades 
would be phenomenal. Um, if you want to go even the lower rated cards to balance it out, if you want to give us the 86s, 87s, sure. But make those guys like 5-5, five, five, just something that can make them stand out, that can make them actually usable. I mean, it's all about seeing new cards. Imagine all of a sudden, it reminds me of like the What If Diata. That card has already slotted into like one of the better promo cards of the year. And he's crazy. He's only, I think, what, like 200,000 coins, somewhere around that range. And he's a phenomenal card. He's crazy. And it's it's something new that we never used Diata in any years of, of FIFA. Um, it, it made people change teams. Like, yeah, make us change our teams. We're never going to be afraid to change our teams. Just give us the chance to with these high-rated, highly usable cards. That's all I ask, really. That's also why I think people like Future Stars so much as well, going back to it, is that they turn cards that wouldn't be usable beforehand and make them at least at the at the stage where we can use them in our teams. Again, a guy like Diata, who I'm pretty sure most people probably would never heard of him before the What If promo, and now trying to think getting into a team or they want him as a super sub. So definitely, I think, hopefully, players that maybe we don't use too much make them more usable now. I think for Bertha, he's always been renowned for using players frequently every single year. I think we've also had Griezmann, a Bale card, addressing a few others that have been in every single football athlete the past couple of years. So there could be some fan favorites, some guys that we kind of see frequently. So who knows? I know last year we obviously did have a big card like Mbappe. The only thing is this year that there's been very little promos that have included one of the top three, like a Neymar and Mbappe and Messi or Ronaldo, one of those players in. So fingers crossed we could see one of those guys. I know Ronaldo's already had an SPC, the flashback. So maybe there's a, a Messi in the promo, some other big players in there. I think obviously remains to be seen what happens, but I don't think we're going to be too disappointed if they give us so much content and so many SPCs that we can't. I mean, like I said, we always say, please give us more. We're never going to complain with too much content. It always comes to the thing is that when you log on and there's not an SPC or something to do, then people get a little bit annoyed. So I think for birthday, like I said, we've mentioned beforehand is one of the better promos. Definitely, there's a lot of potential there. It remains to be seen what they do. I think no one's going to complain if it's like last year. But I think it's tough because, again, with like a, a freeze and a shapeshifter, they've already done these kind of things before. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. It's something that blows, not say it blows our mind, but we're happy about. And we're not left come kind of Friday, 6 p.m. UK and think like, is that it? Is, that, is this all we've got until a team in the season? So it's an interesting one, but I think it remains to be seen. And like I said, fingers crossed, it turns out to be a great promo. And one that we look back on and say, like, that was definitely worth the wait for that. Because, again, it has been two weeks without a promo. So we'll see what happens. I do want to move on to kind of a, a very hot topic right now. A kind of a lot of people with their opinions on the game. And I know EA, we've obviously said the EA gate and the icon scandal. I know recently in the past couple of days, there was also an article released in the Daily Mirror going over kind of how people should play Ultimate Team and how isn't realistic for real life teams to have the top 11 players in the world so it shouldn't be realistic for FIFA players to have the top 11 players in their team which does make a mockery of the whole kind of ultimate team so I think people have kind of made the joke of well it what, what should we call it now should we call it decent team like I think everyone wants to have the ultimate team and I know a guy called Scuds made a great great post on Twitter I think it's a seven seven tweet thread of the the real price the real cost of getting that ultimate team and fair play to him. I think a lot of people interacted with that and I think he's trying to get also a um, a letter written to EA. But I think definitely there is an issue there. I think they are kind of out of touch a little bit. 
Diego, I want to start with you first. What has been kind of your opinion on EA currently and how they kind of handle things right now? Uh, it's it's awkward is the word I want to use because we obviously are going to, you know, hit them with fire and backlash and always critique. And I don't want to be the person to say, look at it at their perspective, but like they can't come out and one, they can't, like we talked about it earlier, they can't ignore it because obviously ignoring it just fuels more to the fire. Um, they have to release some type of statement. Now, the only thing that hurts is, it's been going on for years and we kind of wonder like how truthful are they with everything they say, or maybe not truthful, but like how much do they like to dodge or kind of deflect the main issue that's been going on? Uh, it does hurt right now. What, what's happened just cause I mean, we can't just, there's not another top company making a, a football game that we could just switch over to. Or, I mean, we don't, we don't want to see this company just like, go away and us never have FIFA again. Like that's not our goal. Whenever we speak out, it's, we enjoy the sport and we can see the potential in these games. And it's weird. Cause they try to balance like an arcade style with real life. And it's really hard to get like a good balance of it. I understand it, but like, we just want to see that the effort is there from them. And I feel like they're just kind of, they're doing just enough to get away with, you know, what's been going on recently. Um, I wish we had community managers. I, I get it. They're always going to get backlash. You're going to get that in every video game if you're going to be a public community manager. Um, I just wish we could get a lot more direct communication and just openness. Like that's all I really ask for because that's all. That's the only thing that kind of makes me question everything going on right now. It's just they tell us some things, but I know there's more. There's always a little more, and just we'll probably never find out, but in terms of how like the games ran promotions, all that stuff. But I just want more clarity and more direct communication from them is really all I can ask for. That's also been the interesting thing. I think recently about EA and their communications, they've chosen to, instead of release kind of either tweets or messages through their own website, they've decided to go through kind of a, a tabloid media daily mirror and release statements through the public. And I know it does seem a, seem a little bit weird that there hasn't been like a an EA Sports representative named in any of these articles and, and such. And it seems very strange that now they're trying to be very transparent or give a lot of information, whereas beforehand they could have easily done this before. Um, so I think it is strange that now they're kind of giving us inf information and communication, but in a way that they've never done it before. They could have easily... I know they've 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 got their own EA help in communication. They've got their own Twitter page that will give us the right information and communication. And it seems strange that they've chosen to go through a newspaper or online newspaper to give us kind of this information. King Lampard, I want to go to you next. What have you made of the way EA have dealt with things recently? I'm... I'm confused with a lot. Like, as is something you just said there, it's very weird for them to have all these, like, sources of telling us information. Like, I know, I think someone touched this a couple of years, I think, like, two years, I think, like, one of the big boys, like, Nepentes or Swayback, touching this, like, two years ago, that I think, like, only, like, 5% of the FIFA communities on Twitter. 
and like when you take in everyone's like follows and stuff like that like most people like you have reddit reddit's a completely different community there's a lot of people on reddit that don't use twitter and vice versa and then there's a lot of people who don't even check anything social media wise with um when it comes to fifa they just play the game for what it is so when you realize like a lot of it doesn't actually just come from twitter so they do need like other platforms to post out on but it does seem weird that they're going to tabloids and along with ea gate that ea gate came from a whatsapp screenshot um i know obviously it was not legit and stuff or they the screenshot i'm saying the screenshot wasn't not legit i probably butchered that whatever way i said it um but it just seems really fishy. Like all of a sudden, all this information is coming out, and like it feels like the company's in complete tatters. Um, like we've gone years without any scandal like this extent, and all of a sudden, within like this, I think it was just all this month, really, hasn't it? It's been literally March. It's been um, where we've had yeah. all of EA. Like you can say EA get, but you're saying, oh, what version of EA get? Like the selling icons, the the team of the year pack f- scandal from Twitch. Um, there's been loads of things that's all the daily mirror article um which is just weird like uh, is it shady journalism is it is this the, the daily mirror article just some mirror journalist knowing some random lad who works for ea getting him just to send him a lot of nonsense um for for a journal for an article um a, a, a newspaper that hasn't been very reliable in the past now don't take me wrong. I'm not defending EA in any sort of way. There's definitely some corrupt stuff going on within EA. Like I think we touched in the last week with Zell um, of stuff that's gone on in gameplay, stuff that's gone in with packs. There's like a lot of shady stuff that doesn't even get touched on. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, and obviously the community, the way it is, they kind of just cling on to anything negative. If EA done something positive for us, it won't be any, pro- it won't be any um, promo for us. Um, but once it's something negative, we'll be all over like the bandwagon. Um, do I believe it or do I not believe it? It's a different story. Um, I, I just feel like need, I need proper hard, cre- hard concrete evidence um, that there has been something going on. Now, I know there is, but um, this this article was a bit, it's very weird. Like it's for years, like it's not a thing, this is not EA's first year of FIFA. Like, how was this? Our, 11th year of Ultimate Team? 12th year of Ultimate Team? It's been a while. I think, yeah, FIFA yeah. 10 was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, like, and then FIFA 10 was the first official, like, full year one. Yeah. Um, it feels like this feels very amateurish. Um, like, the whole thing saying that um, no Ultimate, no, no team in the world has 11 elite players. And, like, um, we're called Ultimate Team for a reason. We can build whatever players. There's a reason why cards get position changes. There's a reason why cards get special cards to build this ultimate team that we've been sold. Um, it, it all just seems very amateurish. And whether it actually is EA or not, um, whether it's officially EA or just some random person who works for EA who is actually on the, the Sims 4 team and just got randomly dragged into a conversation and started sprouting nonsense. Um, but all I know is EA are current because the stuff that actually has been confirmed by EA, like the whole Twitch scandal. That if you watch 15 minutes of Twitch, you got a team free team of the year, like everyone did. And then to say that that was something that was a mistake that they didn't know about. Um, and then as soon as someone flagged up that on Twitch's terms and conditions, that once something has been granted, it needs to be given in game, and then people were calling Twitch. To pull EA from their server from their site, 
Um, then as soon as that happened, people suddenly started getting Team of the Year cards. Like within, I want to say half an hour, um, people were starting getting Team of the Year cards. There's, it's a lot of fishy stuff. Um, and literally, we are on the tip of the iceberg. We, we know nothing of what actually goes on. And that's the scary part. Like the scary part of the game that I'm not trying to out myself here now or even flex anything or promo myself, but I've spent close to three grand on this game this year. 3,000 euro has gone to EA. And as a consumer of the game, and I'm like, look, if I want to put, if I put money on my time, my time is a lot more than my money. Like I put a lot of hours into this game as well. That doesn't go, goes completely unnoticed. Um, that's gone down the drain because of EA's shady business to an extent. Um, and I just feel like we're not rewarded as a community. We're not rewarded. And a question there comes, how do we get rewarded? You know, like all this stuff has gone on over the past and the scandals and even was it two weeks ago, or 10 days ago when a lot of people went on their account and had free packs. Screw you, Jose. Um, it got me TikTok <laughs> views. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, EA, keep blessing us. Like, as in, where select people got packs from SBCs, which was, again, in my eyes, complete horseshit because we, we definitely, we would have noticed. Like, Jose, how many packs did you get? You got like six... Um, I, I got between 10 to 12, 100K and 125K packs. Like, you would have noticed that being missing. <laughs> I mean, people yeah, would have noticed I noticed. packs being missing. And the thing is, it filled up my club to the point where I could do the uh, mid or prime icon pack that I most recently did. And it got me to the point where I have a transfer list full so that I can prep for foot birthday. And it's given me such an unfair advantage, not to mention the fact that a few weeks ago during the foot birthday, um, I'm sorry, <clears throat> during the Future Stars promo, I packed Cam Reyna out of a player pick when the right mid was out and I ended up getting both. And that's a 91 rated player that I can use for fodder that goes for almost a mil on the market at the time that I got him. Okay, okay, Bish, I'm taking over the show now. I'm asking a question to Jose. <laughs> How much money have you given Shay? <laughs> uh, so, um, see, here's the thing. Shay's too mainstream. I, I, I like to go another route. I won't say his name, but Danny over... No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm just lucky, and I make TikTok videos on my luck. That's all. <laughs> it, the thing is, well, I think we are at a point now where... I said we, we could probably do multiple podcasts just over what EA have done wrong in the past two weeks, probably even over longer than that, what they've kind of mistakes they've made. I think what seems fishy and what seems strange now is that they've dropped the ball so many times in the last two to three weeks that everyone's thinking like, what the hell has been going on these past couple of years that we don't know about? I think definitely with the articles released in the Daily, in the Daily Mirror, that it, again, it might be an official EA representative. We don't know. It doesn't seem like it. It seems very unprofessional and very not like them to go ahead and do this. But also it makes them seem very, very, very out of touch to say that I think one of the main bits I got from the article was that they said that if you want to use the best players in the game, you can go and see go on seasons and play with PSG, Liverpool, Barcelona, these teams, and not Ultimate Team. It, it almost seems like a kick in the face. They don't understand the community which in which the community pays so much money, invests so much time to, and they don't fully get them. And them saying as well, well, you're not meant to get that on the team. It's there, like, but first of all, I think going back last week as well, they said that every card in the game is attainable to some extent. And then this week saying that you don't, you shouldn't have to get every, 
every kind of game shouldn't be attainable. So it kind of, it goes one way and the other. They kind of flip-flopped a little bit. So I don't know whether it is EA in both of these kind of articles. It's actually, I mean, it probably isn't representative, but whether it is a, their main spokesperson remains to be seen. So I think both articles kind of go against each other a little bit. So it's an interesting one. But Jose, I'll have to go into you next here. I know you got you got blessed with some juicy packs from this, but what's been your take on the kind of recent doings of EA? Well, to continue and kind of springboard off what you just said, those statements, these articles came out the same week that they said, you know, if if the pro players want to be good, they need to be good all around at trading and things like that. So they can afford the best players, which they just said aren't technically available or readily available in the game. So if you want to be the best, you got to, or if you want to complete compete professionally, you have to invest in the game above the $60 paywall that you paid just to receive the game. So at that point, they're not even thanking you or giving you any sort of incentive to work harder and then profiting off you when they make all these pro events. And then they wonder why their pro scene is struggling and why, you know, EA's or FIFA rather is not at the level professionally and as an esport like so many other games are. It's it's so inconsistent and it it kills me because i've definitely profited off these inconsistencies you know from the geo reina to the free packs to everything that's gone on however i've i've received over a hundred comments in the last week even um of of people saying this isn't fair i've played just as much as you have or this is a fair here's my record I haven't packed any promo player all year. I finished gold one. I haven't packed a top tier promo player whatsoever. And I grind the game and all these things. And trust is huge. In a game where you gamble your time, your money, and your sometimes your freaking mental health on this game, you accept the fact that it's roulette based and it's a slot machine and you're, you know, getting packs for the chance of packing something good. But when that same company sells the most unattainable players that EA have indirectly said are purposely unattainable, it deteriorates the trust that you have in the company. So how do we know what the percentages are for these promo players? If, there have even been instances this year where they haven't shown probabilities in the store section. We only get probabilities for the cards that are in the promo packs that you can potentially spend FIFA points for. What about everything that we get from SBCs, all these unique packs? What are the odds of me packing a Rude Hullet versus a Gattuso? All these things, we, we chalk it all up to trust. Trust in EA to put out a competent game. And when that trust is hit as severely as it has over the last month and really over the last few years, it's no shock why this community has become so toxic and so negative and so hungry for content because there's no consistency and there's no will seen publicly from EA to make a change or to make this community better or to fulfill the potential that they have 
in a game mode that's so incredible. And that's what's heartbreaking regarding all this. I'm sorry to rant. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it always, goes, it always comes back to the communication and them kind of being transparent with us. And like I said, they're the probabilities of packs, things like that, that aren't in the game that could, could so easily be there. A lot of times they do the like below 1% is the probability, but who knows? It could be 0.00002%, whatever. But the fact yeah. is that they aren't clear with us. People come out of all these conspiracy, so-called conspiracies of scripting DDA, all these other things as well. And EA kind of always seem to beat around the bush and say things. I think that's also why the recent things that they've come out with, whether it be in the, the Daily Mirror, things like that, it seems strange that they're coming out of this stuff now but also the stuff they're saying, like I said, it seems so out of touch that makes you think like, hang on, like, do they even know what they're saying here? Is there other stuff here? Like I said, that well, from one minute ago and that all these cards are attainable to then seeing a, like there's like two moments hullets in the whole game. Yeah, and you're exactly right. As soon as the, the glass shatters, you see everything else hidden behind it. And something that we might dismiss like DDA or scripting these things in the gameplay, you won't dismiss as easily when you see people getting team the year Brunos due to the fifth mistake in two weeks from someone at the company. And that's referring to the people who saw EA's official stream on Twitch and received either a rare players pack or a team of the year item um, guaranteed just from watching 15 minutes of it at the beginning of the stream. When things like that happen again and again and again and again and again successively like they have, it's going to be hard to say, oh, no, it's not DDA. You just got to get better at the game. It's, it's, like I said, it's very tough. And I think definitely, I think people are obviously annoyed at you for getting these, giving these packs and stuff as well. <laughs> but I, I think definitely there's a lot of people out there who feel very, very, very hard done by too. And I think... I think also, it's, again, it's the consistency, transparency with their communication. And also that, yes, people might think they're untreated unfairly. And yes, sometimes it might be kind of just pushed aside. Like if they say, well, I don't pack anything, blah, 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 blah. But when people are, like I said, you got, what, 12, either 100K packs, 125K packs. Over a million coins in value. That in real money as well, I think, what an ultimate packs. Is it 20, 20 pounds? $25. $25. I, I, I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you but can it, block me on Twitter. At, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it seems crazy that kind of uh, people... I mean, like I said, I think that people do have an advantage if they spend money on the game. And like, I mean, obviously, you're loving it. You're, you're happy that you got these things as well. But definitely, I think I would love to see only people got given these things as well. But it's just the kind of... It doesn't all add up, really. And like I said, it's been a mistake after mistake after mistake within this such a short period. Makes us think that, hang on, like, there is there other stuff too that we don't know about? Again, apparently the whole icon game, icon selling has been going on for the past two, three, four years. Yeah. What else is going on that we don't know about that's kind of been kept under wraps? And the solution begins so simply. First, an increase in communication, a proper statement, not through unreliable tabloid media but from those responsible for these actions or these departments to the consumer and then just little little rewards here and there we get a loyalty reward randomly unannounced 
for how many days we're on the uh, on the game. Today at work, I hate my job, and they gave me an extra 25 minutes on my break, and I loved my job, and I busted my butt for the rest of the day. Maybe in the milestone section, oh, you logged in for 200 days this year? Let's give you a choice of an ultimate pack or like uh, any icon player pack. You know what I mean? Just something out there from the beginning that shows you, hey, if you commit, we commit to you. And obviously that's packs. Packs are always a gamble. But something a little more open, something a little more expressive, some, it shows some appreciation for dealing and accepting all the wrongdoings that are occurring right now. I think that would also be some, I wouldn't say all of this is going to be solved, but a kind of a, a two-way conversation here too. A lot of this is someone posts something on Twitter, someone posts an article, and then EA respond to it. And it's kind of a, you wait a few days, EA respond, you wait another few days, kind of the creators and people respond. If there was, say, a, a round, some kind of roundtable meeting where like there's a handful of people in the community and a handful of people from EA and sit down and they, kind of open about the stuff and speak about it, then who knows, would it clear the air? Would it make someone better? But I think at least people get their point across and see the questions being answered in real time and not see them beat around the bush or come out with these outlandish comments about certain things that people who play the game really don't, they're not, they're not doable. Again, like saying that if you want to play the best players, let's go play seasons. Don't play on yeah. the team, play another mode. Every, or saying that every single card in the game is attainable, but in realistic, they're not. They really aren't. But I think we could go about this topic for a long time. I think everyone's got a lot of opinions about EA. I think definitely they're, they're not the perfect company. I think a lot of people are really, really in love with it. I don't think there's many people right now who say, like, oh, fair play EA, they're being, they're coming out on their, or admitting mistakes, because I don't think they are fully. They're beating around the bush and they're saying things. They're kind of, they're kind of explaining that, hang on, we haven't made a mistake here. Like, hang on, like, these cards really are attainable when they're not. They're kind of straight out lying. And I think that's why we need kind of a face, someone to say these things of just text written down, which is so easy to be done. They can do this. And like I said, who knows if the Daily Mirror article, who knows if it's from, a, like I said, an actual spokesperson or just a random employee? Who knows? I do want to move on to the next topic here. There was a great tweet put out today, at least in my opinion here, for Maverick Plays. He reacted to someone saying that content creators were the problem within the game as far as people spending money on packs and kind of not kind of caring too much about gameplay as such. My opinion here, I'm going to start off here, just say what I think here is that it is kind of obvious what people want to see and what the community want to see as well. I think content creators are very, they're swayed by what their community want to watch and what the kind of overall community FIFA want to watch too. And definitely, you'll realize, if you log on to Twitch, you log on to YouTube, the most viewed videos, more often than not, are packed videos, people opening packs, things like that, which obviously in turn, cost money. I think a lot of people would love to play just the gameplay, not spend money and get loads of views doing that. But I think a lot of people also are swayed that say, hey, like, I want to make this a full-time job. I want to do this full-time. I got to do what people want to see. And more often than not, people want to see the packs. And obviously that comes from the community. 
Diego, I want to start with you first. What's your kind of take on here, such as that content creators are the problem? Uh, I 100% agree. I think we're awful. No, I'm just kidding, man. I, I couldn't actually be serious. I, I, it's, it's crazy how long this narrative has been pushed. Um, I, I, when I was a younger kid, I would sometimes want to believe that. But, I mean, the truth was, I mean, he literally described it as perfect as can be. When we go on for content, the same people that are saying we're the problem are the ones that are in chat saying, do an icon. When are you going to do the icon pack? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Oh, you should finish this league, SVC. They're always pushing us to do packs. I don't ever see someone in my chat tell me, oh, my God, like I can't wait for you to run the whole weekend league, nothing. But, I mean, people are there to support you, so they'll watch it. But the majority of people – aren't going to sit there and watch something they don't want to watch. So <laughs> yeah, man, that's all it is. It's just, Oh, is your icon done? Is your, I, I'll have people just come back, back. Oh, have you got the icon done today? Have you got the icon? And then they're gone. I mean, it is what it is. They'll go elsewhere, but it's what drives the community. I mean, we have to be smart enough to know what everyone wants to watch. And with gameplay being the way it is, um, it's really easy to just get on the menu and grind because it rather if you spend a dollar on the game or a thousand dollars, we're all pack addicts at the end of the day. You love throwing your chances at the game and and seeing what it can do for you. So I think the whole idea of content creators being the problem, we're the minority. I don't think we sway like we all don't come on here and say, all right, like we don't all have a communication. We're all like, all right, everyone, let's just all play weekend league and do all the objectives this week. Let's not do any SPCs. Like we can make everybody watch us. No, there's no way. Like no one's going to sit there and actually want to watch us play managerial masterpiece with the same 11 I've used since November because I can't change it up while in another stream, they're doing BPM. They're getting icons open. They've got promo packs. The new team comes out on Friday and they're going to rip open promos. I want to see if you can pack a new card. I want to see if you can, take the card and use it or do the new SBC. Uh, that, that's just what it's come down to. So for, for anyone to say content creators are the problem, the, the, the best reaction we have is we always want to hear what the community wants. Like as what we ask EA to listen to us, we listen to our chats. I mean, I, I'd hope, but uh, I mean, yeah, we always listen to our chats, what, what they want to see as much as we can give them. What they want. I mean, sometimes we're limited with you know account restrictions or whatever it may be. But uh, the idea that content creators are the problem it just it's it doesn't make any sense from minute one. I mean, some people are blessed to be able to open more packs than others, but there's still ways around it. Like how I do it every Sunday when they have the player picks for promos. Since we do have Road to Glory, I full send the whole club every Sunday after weekend league just to kind of thank chat for sticking through the weekend league with me the awful awful weekend league but it ends up being a, a fun time and and like that's the truth when we start doing the player picks we might get an elite one crazy pull off and it'll be super supportive but the moment the player picks start getting opened then everyone starts piling and it's late at night it's all the promo players and they just want to see that so i mean we listen to you guys i mean we listen to the to the uh the chat, our viewers, and we know what you guys like. So, I mean, we're always just going to continue to do that because, I mean, it, it's also fun. Like, we're not just sitting here forcibly having to doing these things because, like, oh, my God, like, like I need to do it for, you know, that like 
I like it. It's fun, right? So content creators being the problem just doesn't make it. It's not viable anymore. Like whether you thought this years ago or now, it just doesn't add up. Like you can't really bring up an argument for it when you see what everything we've done. Content yeah. creators didn't make the game. <laughs> yeah. And simple. Like I, I literally consistently will have guys come back into my chat and be like, when I watch you play the game or grind the menus, like I'll get off the game for a week, then watch you. And then I immediately get back on. Like, it's just fun. It's entertaining to have you on my monitor here while I'm playing the game. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm here for, right? To try and make the game as enjoyable as can be. By the sounds of that, we're just salesmen for a year to promote our game. <laughs> we don't get the reward from the boys. <laughs> go, go and, going back to the main point here, though, is that the main things. So there's a hell of a lot of people on social media that say that the, the EA game changers are the people who bang out these packs, open all these packs and post these YouTube videos. They say that, hey, like a Castro, a, or I think a, another guy who opens a hell of a lot of packs, a guy like Rotashaw, people like that who... We'll just go through packs, quick sell everything, unless they're a good player, we'll spend loads of money. People say, hang on, like, watching these guys makes other people want to spend money. But the other thing as well is that numbers don't lie. If 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 you look at, say, when it gets to a, a 6 p.m. on a Friday, you look by how much Castro's numbers increase because everyone wants to see him opening packs, things like that. That's the issue. If you look at, say... Game someone playing a week in league, and then then they go ahead and do like five icon packs, open up the packs. You will see the numbers go up because people want to see that. I think if gameplay was more entertaining, if people like watching gameplay, then then I think the issue that content creators make people want to open packs goes away as such. But also, I think this year and more than any year as well is that again we have to be incentivized to watch these EA events. Again, they give away these free things to make you watch e events. I don't believe that they would get these same numbers unless there was some incentive there. And that's really the issue right now is that year after year after year that the community don't want to watch gameplay. And I think they've got to, I think that that is the issue is that the game. I think people would love to blame other people. You can blame Castro, say, hang on, this guy opens up, I don't want to say millions, but he opens up a hell of a lot of packs. It's because people want to see it. It's his job, and that's what he's going to do. I think if you said, Castro, hang on, like, if you want to do the moral thing here um, and go from, say, 50,000 average viewers to 1,000 by just doing gameplay and not spending any money, I don't think he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Like, it's his job as well. But, yeah, definitely it's, the numbers don't lie in this whole thing. Langford, I want to move on to you next. What's your – I'll say I said it. I'm not saying we've been, we've been biased because we all are content creators. I mean, we've all been purely just community people at some point. But what's your take on the kind of the quote saying is that content creators are the problem? Oh, 100% correct. Simple as. Like on Saturday when they released Bender Bros, I seen a right back and I was like, I want to play my centre back. That's, that's all. That was my first reaction. So am I the problem? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, look, it's, it's, it is controversial. Um, and look, as as a content as a content creator, we all know that controversial sells. Um, when you when you spark up a debate, whether you mean it or not, it, it gets it gets views. You know, it gets attention. Uh, but no, the what like to an extent, it, it is correct. I for the most part, I do disagree. Though I just want to get that. I want to state that. Um, like, there is a lot of content creators that do genuinely make good content. Um, I could name loads of them off. Um, 
one in particular is that guy um, on Twitch, uh, King Langpert. Yeah, makes great content, 100%. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, um, Who? No, like, as I said... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a tough one to take. Oh, wow. um, no, like, as in, like, you can make good content. There's also people that... Look, there's a market for everything. There is people who want to sit down and watch people play pro gameplay. We do need those players. I think that's a good thing about the FIFA community. We have a wide range of um, ways to make content. You know, like there's, I follow a lot of guys um, who just make graphic designs and they spend four or five hours on stream just making designs. That's something that's to do with FIFA. People don't realize that. I know a lot of people who are, I know, I know a very popular thing in the community right now is traders. Like traders are, are booming. It, well, in economical terms as well. Um, but yeah, their, their streams are doing really well. I can name a, uh, more than a handful off that are doing extremely well. Um, the content creators who just sit there and open packs all day, ex- extremely, extremely well. That's probably where the most views are. Um, and then there is obviously the people that do a mixture of both. Like I know myself, I don't do much trading-wise, but I kind of balance between packs, gameplay, um, as much as the average FIFA player is. Like I, 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 I consider myself just above average FIFA player because I did put a lot of money into the game. So I'm a, a little bit above in terms of what I do, but I don't just open packs. I don't just, just do gameplay. So I'm in the, I'm in the balance. So um, in terms of content creators, kind of like being the problem, um, they're not like to most part, I'd agree that the community is the problem. Like in whole, the player base and obviously content creators, I feel like all of us are in its way have become a little bit of a problem. Like I know when I played managerial masterpiece, I was turning into a little bit toxic at times, um, refusing to quit when people done certain things, and then people like actually when 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 someone scores a goal against me and then they put they pause straight away. I'm not quitting, right? And am I part of the problem then, or is the person who done it to me is he the problem, or are the community just so desperate for quick games and the more being talked about? I'm not gonna talk about. Um, <laughs> but, um, like who's who's the fault? And then I had people in my chat egging me on, saying, "Yeah, don't quit, beat this guy." And then when I go goal up, people are saying, "Oh, pause it, make him wait." I'm like, "No, like that's who who it's." There's a lot of issues and a lot of problems, and obviously the the umbrella all falls under EA. Like it's EA's game, as Jose said. Like they only made the game. You know, we're just doing we're exploiting stuff inside the game. Um, but yeah, but like then again, we can't always. We can't blame EA for everything. And the community is a big part of a lot of stuff. Like EA gave us a brilliant game. They gave us a brilliant game back in FIFA 12, FIFA 13, when we had player trades, when we had like, we could swap, we could literally swap players. If I had, okay, nobody was no icons and legends back then or whatever you want to call them. But if I had a Ronaldo and you had a Messi and we wanted to swap, we could do that. If I, if I had a mate starting off and, he wanted a good player and I had an abundance of really good players. We could swap. And now I know that there's no way they could monitor that the way we, at the size of the community we're at now. But EA gives a big thing and we, we ended up ruining it ourselves. There was a lot of scams. There was a lot of people doing dodgy deals, buying coins off web, dodgy websites, um, people buying stuff off websites and not getting anything. And then it was falling on EA to how they let this. And it's, it's nothing to do with EA because you were buying it off a dodgy website. So the community to a part did ruin the game in extent. Um, content creators promoting coin sellers. Um, I, I know if you look at my old YouTube videos from like 2016, I did promote coin sellers as well. But um, we're we're all a part of the problem. 
Um, and will it ever get to the stage where there's no problems? No, never. Impossible. Genuinely impossible. Because no matter what EA bring out to fix a problem, there is like every like every game, like every single game. If something gets nerfed or changed, we'll just find another way to do something else. Someone with the community of big online games are too big for exploits not to be found out. Um, and once exploits are found out, you need to remove it because it gets toxic. And then if an exploit is in the game too long, it just ruins everything else in the game. So you need to change it. And then when people are enjoying an exploit in the game and it gets changed, then the community as a whole gets toxic towards the the people who make the game. Yeah. Um, so is there a way around it? I don't think there is. Like no matter what gets changed to prevent us being toxic or being a problem or whatever way, we'll just find another way to do it. We'll find like a lot of content creators solely look for views. They will find another way to gain views and the community will find another thing to watch. Like I remember there was a stage where the only thing anybody in the community would watch back in the day was red picks being opened. Like when we had monthly rewards, if you went on YouTube, you would not find another video that wasn't someone open, like Nepenthe, something like that, opening red picks, like monthly red picks for top 100 players where they got an icon and 44 red cards. And then EA removed it from the game. I don't know why. I know obviously that wasn't the reason why because people were getting views out of it. There's obviously another reason, but we lost that, but we gained other ways to get views. And that's it's a big cycle that's gone on since the start of Ultimate Team. Since the start of Ultimate Team being big on YouTube, Back in the day, back like FIFA 12, FIFA 13, when it really started to kick off with KSI and stuff. Um, whenever something gets removed from the community that brings views in, we'll find another way to bring views in. Whether that's a toxic issue or not, that's that's up for debate. So I think, I mean, Jose will move on to you shortly, I think. But also, it's a, I think it's a case of, um, I mean, I think the main issue here, obviously, is probably the EA and the kind of the packs and the money that comes with that. I think many people's first kind of, argument against that say hey just remove packs put like a, a kind of a limit on packs that you can open but also like we might as well make it a catchphrase now but ea are a business you can't tell ea hey make make a billion less next year but make the community a bit happier don't make sure people don't spend as much money in the game they will never do that until someone can come up with a solution that makes ea continually more money each year without having to open packs and stuff, then I don't think it will ever happen. EA need to make more money every single year. They have to. But then you've also got content creators who want to get views and want to, again, there's a lot of content creators out there who want to be full-time. This is their full-time job. They need they need to bring money. They need to put food on the table, things like that. And they rely on views from whether it be Twitch, YouTube, other stream platforms. And pack openings and open up these packs with money if, if it requires it brings them money as well. Again, I know the likes of Castro, these guys who open a lot of packs, spend a lot of money on the game, but they make tenfold back from doing so. So again, it's, it's a business for them. It's a job for them. So you can say, oh, you can blame them as such. But I think it definitely all stems right from EA. But also it comes back to the fact is that there needs to, money needs to be made somewhere on the line. We don't live in a perfect world. And ideally, everyone can run an RTG. That'd be great. But then EA lose a lot of money. And how do you sell that to them? How do you, how do you incentivize EA to make less money? You, you really can't. But Jose, I'm going to move on to you next. What is your take on the uh, content creators of the problem? 
Well, you're exactly right. Of course, EA do need to make their money. Um, I, I think one thing we haven't spoken about really is the nature of the game mode. Uh, like we mentioned slightly uh, previously, it, a lot of it is based around packs, and that is luck. That is gambling. That is an uncertainty, and that intrinsically attracts an audience. It's human nature. And that's why we have we ha a lot of us have addictive personalities. We want to test ourselves. We want to test luck or a power that's beyond us. You know, it, not to get like too metaphorical with it, but it's human nature to want to see if you're lucky. And that's from the very first iteration of Ultimate Team until present day. Those packs that concept is always going to be present and that's always going to cause controversy in a lot of cases going to cause anger for the people who aren't as lucky how do you improve that specify probabilities let people know what they're getting into adjust probabilities maybe make a promo where maybe the cards aren't that great but at certain hours or after certain accomplishments you get cards or you get packs with boosted chances of x item you know th there are so many ways that they could go about it but also the most simple way to improve the game is provide more transparency, more communication on the gameplay itself, why we have these events that happen consistently and are documented that cause so much controversy. Maybe the ball went through your goalkeeper's chest into the goal. Maybe your player doesn't input something that you put in. Is it the game engine itself? Is it faulty mechanics? Is it a mechanic that's placed there on purpose to add probability to make it quote unquote more realistic. We don't know these things or at the very least they're not broadly advertised and it leads people to create these narratives that might just be false. It might just be false. There might not be any button delay. May, the servers may not be as bad as we think, but if you, if you leave a bunch of angry people in a bubble and they're not heard, the bubble's going to burst. That anger, that hatred is going to leak and it's going to spread everywhere. Um, regarding content creators being the issue, the base question here, content creators are trying to make a living and they're profiting off what sells. And what sells is packs. What sold before packs, one of the most viewed FIFA videos of all time that I've seen at least is KSI versus, I think, Rodeshaw in a... Um, in, in a game, the, it was actual gameplay, and whoever lost had to give away their Pele. I think the, the pink slips was this. Pink slips, yeah. yes, yes. Pink slips used to be everything. And when pink slips went away because player trading went away, we saw the rise of monthly rewards, like Linkpard said. We saw the rise of player, uh, player uh, not player picks, pack openings. We saw that changed because that's what content creating is. You create the content, but you got to create content that people want to see. So it's not that the content creators are the issue. The content creators are making a living the same way EA are by profiting off what sells. EA sells their FIFA points because the packs sell and the creators open it because they got to put bread on the table as well. It's not that they're the issue. It's that they're, we are profiting off the issues set from the very first iteration of Ultimate Team, which is that human nature. Is there a fix? I don't know. I also don't get paid millions of dollars to oversee this game and find that fix. 
if they do want to pay me millions of dollars, I'll give it my best shot. But we know what the issue is. Let's at least talk about it. That's, you know, philosophy, for example. I've been stuck in this philosophy class all semester. There's no answer to this kind of stuff. That's why we talk about it. But by talking about it, you can come to general understandings and air some things out. I don't think that'd be the worst thing coming from, you know, the company that is known amongst the community for right or for wrong as a very uptight company that doesn't share. Let us know what's going on. I think you made a great point there too, that we get in this bubble of everyone gets angry and all these kind of questions and kind of queries and they never get answered by anyone. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And maybe that's why we've kind of seen the lid finally kind of blow off the past couple of weeks and things have come to light and things have happened. But I think also there as well is that the communication regarding that still wasn't up to standard and still wasn't good enough, even when it eventually came out. But I think we could definitely, this is a very interesting topic. And I don't think we're, we're definitely not sat here saying that the game is perfect and there's no way to improve it, things like that. I think a lot of people are kind of, they get angry at people for for thinking there's issues of the game and still playing it. I think everyone hot down, but at least down inside, really likes the game or did like the game at some point, and that's why we continue to play it, which is the main issue. I think there is obviously a handful of people out there who want EA to fail and don't want EA to succeed and will be happy every single time they make a mistake. But I think at least for the most part, I think everyone wants EA to be better. We all expect better at some point and all hope it to come. But I think right now as well, I think we are getting to a crossroads where, again, so much stuff's happening and so little communication is coming out from them that we're kind of wondering, like... I have noticed a lot of the toxicity, just thinking back in my time in the community, since, you know, watching on YouTube in FIFA 14 before I actually started playing the game. A lot of the toxicity got worse when they added a competitive game mode in Foot Champs. Um, possibly due to inconsistencies in matchmaking, possibly due to the fact that you only have 40, now 30 games. To make them all count, every game counts for all the marbles if you want to get what is advertised as the premium rewards. Back when I was only playing in Divisions, I had a blast. I mean, I was using Danny Welbeck and Gradell when he was at Bournemouth in FIFA 16, and I was loving it because that was the level of opposition that I was facing as well. When I packed an 84 Griezmann, I was through the moon. You couldn't tell me anything. Uh, it, and I feel like that's the natural progression of the game to add a competitive game mode, to add some sort of arbitrary way to rank players. But I wonder if there's anything that can be done to offset it or to make a casual game mode be fun. I think that's we've sorry we've got to this point as well. And there's there's three types of FIFA play. You've got you got to try and please the casuals, like I said, the regulars like us, and the competitive players. I think we've mentioned beforehand as well as potentially having two game modes within FIFA, one for competitive players that's maybe more manual, requires more skill, and in turn is more of a skill gap. And then B, there being a normal assistant mode for everyone else to play. Um, Langpa, do you have some add on there? Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say there that along with what Jose said about it got toxic when champs came around. It, yeah, did, but it also came toxic when around it was more content being pushed out. Like, I remember actually seeing a memory there. Um, well, it wasn't a memory, I was just going through old pictures. 
and I think it was like off my FIFA 14 or FIFA 15 team at the end of the game, a game that I played all year round. And my team had nine goal cards and in form and a team of the season card. It was a team that was, in fairness, it was team of the season's Latan, who was like, well, at the time, I, I think throughout team of the season, he was the best team of the season card that there was. Like, as in, in terms of gameplay, he was just incredible. Like, um, when he was at PSG. Um, he had, he was a 90, I think it was 96 team of the season, but he had 80 pace. Can you imagine now if we got an 80 pace, 96 rated team of the season striker? He's nowhere near, anywhere near as good. People are giving out because there's an 84 pace Giroud. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, we've gotten so content. Like we've been fed so much content that when we don't get content, we're starved of it. Um, and it's the worst thing ever to happen in the game. And then the community gets really toxic, but just no, no content. And I know we've said this a million different times, but just, it's just parallel with, along with the game going competitive and being more aimed toward pro players. I remember uh, it was like, a, what was it? it's called EA Play, isn't it? EA Play where they like announce FIFA and stuff. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. one year it was like they had Royce on. And I remember so clear as day, as in they were announcing how much money they were investing into like pro players. And like just ever since then, it's just been on a downward curve, in my opinion, in terms of gameplay wise. But I say that FIFA 13, FIFA 14, games that I played since the day they came out to the day FIFA, the next FIFA came out. Like I literally played them all year round. I would never mass over a thousand games. Like I've already massed over over a thousand games now. Um, as I'm not that big of a player, I know pro players have like nearly three, four thousand games at this stage. Um, and I don't do objectives, so that's only like weekend league the odd bit of rivals um so i'm playing the game way more now because of how much more content there is um whereas i when i didn't play the game as much i enjoyed it as much i enjoyed it sorry i enjoyed it way more when i wasn't playing and it's a weird correlation that when i didn't play the game i actually liked the game more um so yeah it's a correlation of everything it's just it's really weird um like competitive gameplay constant promos um, yeah, it gets the community way more involved. It gets a lot more hype around the game, which obviously, as a business that we've mentioned, it's good for EA. But um, as the player base, a lot of older players in the community kind of steer away from the game and go to other games where there's less content and less stress on playing the game. Yeah, I think also the, the weird correlation too, I'm not weird, but we've seen EA make more and more money. It's almost gone up by a large percentage each of the past kind of couple of years. And it seems though everyone's saying that the game's getting worse each year. So how how has the game got to I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna be not, I'm gonna be a rhetorical question here, but how has the game got worse and worse each year? But they've managed to make more and more money each year. It's uh I think I think we're at a tough point as well. I think there's a I think more than any year there's a lot of people here right now who are fed up with the game. Um, but also, I don't think I don't think anything will ever too much will change unless, like I said beforehand, the transparency, the communication, things like that is there's a direct line of communication with the community and with EA. So it's a tough one there. We're going to leave that kind of topic there. We're going to go into some listener questions now. But like I said it's a very I, I personally love the topic because I think everyone's got their own kind of take on it. Everyone's got their own opinion, and I think we could, we could be here all night going over this. But we are going to move on to some listener questions. Now, obviously, with Foot Birthday coming up this Friday, finally confirmed. I want to start with you first, Diego. We'll go one card that you would like to see in Foot Birthday 
if they were to go with the same thing with the skill move and week for upgrades, what would you what one card would you like to see? Uh, Furland Mendy. I think it it sounds awful. It sounds so bad because bad. literally the the Mendy Varon it won't die. But I think based on like what, how I've played all year, I don't know what it is about that gold Furland Mendy. But he's the best left back in the game by far. And I don't know. It's the build. It's the 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 balance in the stats. But I was telling my chat, literally the only thing I need on this on this card is I just need a dribbling boost because I like to really get that card forward. And if they brought him out in foot birthday and they gave him the five-star skills. Five-star, five-star, Furlan Mendy. Oh, ooh. my God. I, I might mess around and do a little like Davies thing. I might play him up top. I mean, I, that would be a lot of fun. But I also I know how mad so much of the community would be if they saw that Furland Mendy come out on Friday. But I I agree with Maverick. The community is the content creators are the problem. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the number one for me. I, it was either between him or a Messi, but I mean Messi could get like a flashback. So yeah. I think Mendy for sure. Langpard, who? What is one card that you want to see in the uh, foot with the promo? Um, Kovacic to go beside my mount and my Giroud. <laughs> um, no, actually, honestly, I actually think Kovacic would be nice. Like, I remember he got a special card. Was it last year? The storyline, yeah, storyline card, and it was pretty nice. Um, yeah, no, I think Kovacic would be sweet. Um, obviously, as a Chelsea fan, I probably have a little bit of rose tinted glasses on, but. Uh, no, Kovacic would be really nice. I'm kind of getting a little bit um, excited over thoughts of a Kovacic card. But uh, no, like it's... See, Foot Birthday always kind of... Over the years, anyway, the one correlation between previous Foot Birthdays is it's always community-favorited players. Like, they're never going to give us, like, really a... Like, a, a bad... I don't know. Now, I could say this, and he could end up being in the team, but... I can't see a scene just like an 80-pace Harry Maguire being in the team. Like, it's not gonna, It's not one of those promos. It's usually a little bit more of uh, these fun players that are fun to play with in-game. And they are a little bit meta. We always have meta players in Footbirthday. Like over last year, we had Mbappe and Hazard, players that suit the game style and players that were fun to use. Um, and even the lower-rated cards last year were still meta enough. Um, but yeah, I'm just praying that we don't have a uh, Furland Mendy card because that would be that would be horrendous. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I could see EA giving us an a Furland Mendy and then triggering us by pay, making him left mid, something along the lines oh, of that. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind, but like a like a, like a shape shift in Marcelo last year got the five star, five star. Could see a mm. Mendy five star, five star. Jose, I could, I could, I could see that's something I could see myself. Yeah, yeah. Jose, moving to you next year. Jose, what is one card that you'd like to see in for birthday? Five star Hakimi. That's that's the one. That's, that's it. Shot as well. That's all. Isn't he? Is he three star, two star right now as well? Yeah, and honestly, that two star weak foot feels like a solid three, four star. If I if they give him the five star and just you know boost the dribbling a little bit, I'll break the first owner grind. I'll buy him off the market. I I'll do whatever. <laughs> I want that card. Uh, and we're going to move on to the next question. Obviously, both of these questions are from Cross here. The next question here, obviously, that now Jose has finally joined the gold one, the big 20-win club. What are your goals for the rest of FIFA? And we'll go with this one here, Jose. What is your goal for the rest of FIFA regarding gameplay and your team and stuff? So starting the year, I made sure to set two objectives for this very reason. The first was to finish gold one. We've done it. There was It was never in doubt. 
I got crushed 9-1 and 8-2 in the two games prior to hitting my 20th win. It was my last game, too, so, you know, I'll totally do it again this weekend. <laughs> but the other goal that I have is to pack an icon out of a regular pack. So at from this point on, I'm just full sending the club at every chance. I'm busting all these packs open. I'm the problem. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I've just hit that block button now. <laughs> uh, right, Langpad, what is what is one what are your goals for the rest of FIFA now for you? Um mentally to survive. <laughs> um no, um goals for the rest of FIFA. I want to get another elite finish. Like the start it's kind of it was great at the same time annoying. My one goal this year was to have an elite finish. Um and I got it done after like the second week of foot champs. Um and I haven't been there since. So my second elite finish would be nice. Um I've I've knocked on the door a couple of times, um early doors and then just had a either a horrendous Saturday or Sunday where I've just completely bottled it. Um hashtag bottle job. But um no just that's just really it. Like it's it's kind of simple enough and I need to work on my own gameplay. Um, I feel like I'm chopping and changing my team a little bit too much. I'm like Friday. I love my team. My team Friday was just perfect. Didn't change it. Saturday horrendous. Sold it. Sunday used a different team and then kind of liked it a little bit. Um, but it's, it feels like every weekend I'm kind of on this same old roundabout where I just have really good gameplay. Really like my team. And then something happened Saturday. And I don't know what it is. And then I'm just completely in the mud. I get fed up with my team. I want to sell it. Um, and then I get—I know it's to do with matchmaking. It's to do with my record. Obviously, the, the better start I have, the harder my future games are going to be. The worse start I have, the better the the easier my next games are going to be. I know it's all to do with matchmaking to an extent. Um, but yeah, I need to go back and get my. Uh, I also want to pack a good player. I haven't packed a good player since I got Mbappe, and that was day one of FIFA. Day one of FIFA, I packed my best player. Um, I got so I think I sold him for like one point four mil, um, which is. I think he hasn't really gone down much. I think he's, on, he's still around. Is he still around? Like he's still, yeah, he's still fairly pricey. I mean, it's not a uh, not the worst card in the world to get early yeah, on. Yeah, but like I just haven't. Like I've packed a lot of mediocre players. Like a team of the year, I got Neuer. Wasn't the best, but I got team of the year card. Timo um, Werner, Kovacic, uh, Thiago <laughs> Silva, Concert. He's, he's trying to do something. Joe's trying to get me back on his good side here. Oh, wait, they have something else in common. I wonder what that is. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to Diego next year. Diego, what is your goal for the rest of FIFA here? Um, it's going on from, well, I have two goals, but I had one goal that kind of carried on to this year. And last year's goal was to get an elite one finish. And we did that a few times last year. Uh, we've done it a few times this year, but the main goal at the start of the year, which still is to this day, is to get a top 200 finish. Um, just got to have a good weekend. Everything's just got to be going the right way, especially with myself. And I still think it's very possible. I mean, we've had a few within those elite one finishes, even like the elite twos, sometimes even an elite three. It's just I, I kind of fall flat uh, in a weekend. But I feel like I'm, I'm very close. Uh, it's kind of a mix of me being fully locked in and me being maybe like a player or two away which kind of leads to my second goal, which is uh, my pack luck usually is not this good. And this year it's changed. So I get a lot of slander when I, when I say anything about the pack luck, not being red listed. So I've admitted I am red listed, but the last thing I need is an end game, like expensive, expensive icon. I got like, if it's in the, 
icon player pick or if it's in a regular pack or if it's in the prime moments, whatever. I just got to get like a Cantona, Cruyff, a Eusebio, just some crazy. Just one icon there, and then I'm good. Those are those are my last two goals of the year, though, for sure. All right, perfect. We're going to go through a few more questions here. Try and be quick for each one. Okay. This one here is an interesting one. I think we'll go with Lank. We'll go first. Do you think FIFA will be dead in a month's time? Because it's starting to decline. It's from Liam Messis here. It's weird. I said this during Team of the Year when I was on the podcast around then, and um, I thought the game would... I was. I actually asked the question. Do you think it was going to die um, after Team of the Year? And it actually kind of hasn't. Like I, I still play the game a good five out of the seven days a week. Um, I'm kind of more happy in the game now than I was during Team of the Year. Um, I'm enjoying it a little bit more. I've kind of found my rhythm um, a little bit more. I don't think so. No, I think uh, we've a really jam packed two months ahead of us. Like when you think about, we have two weeks of foot birthday. We'll have Team of the Knockout stages. We'll have Team of the Season. Um, then we're going on to the Euros. There'll be obviously some sort of international promo for that. Um, I think for next two months, content-wise, we're um, fairly much like packed up with what we're going to get over, hopefully, over the next two months. Um, I just feel like Foot Birthday needs to be good, though. There could be a little bit of a drop-off if Foot Birthday is underwhelming. And a lot of people are kind of holding out for that. Um, so, no, that's my answer. I don't yeah. think it would be a decline. I think there's a lot of anticipation for this Friday, obviously, in the next couple of weeks to see how it does go. Another question here, this is going to go for Diego, this one here. Um, opinion on manager and masterpiece. This one here is from Wallow. He said, it's, in my opinion, it was good the first two months. It's dead now. What's your, what's your take on manager and masterpiece? I agree. Like I, look, yeah, I used to look forward to playing managerial masterpiece. Um, it, it's a chi- the time to use different cards, but now that the objective cards are coming out, even though still being low rated, not usable, I can't even use them in managerial masterpiece. And I made the joke alluded to earlier in the podcast, but I basically use the same managerial masterpiece team all year. I don't have a lot of wiggle room to change that. And I low key think it's gotten to the point, especially like when you're at a higher division and skill rating, it's the first one to sub on Mbappe, Mane, Neymar, and you know, who, who can, whoever can somehow fit, those crazy end game meta players in their 77 rating essentially are going to win the game and it'll just be a lot easier for them. So I don't think it's dead because if they can bring out better players in managerial masterpiece, then I wouldn't call it dead because people will still play it maybe up the rating a little bit, but not dead, just very, very stressful. I think it's just a stressful time now. Yeah, it, would, it definitely would make sense to to up the rate and at least allow us to use these additional players that we have gained. Jose, next question here from Wally. I know he's probably going to like your answer here, but your top three left backs in the world this year slash season. Top three. Kieran Tierney. Uh, Cedric when he plays backup for Kieran Tierney. And Bellerin when he, uh, you know, shifts over to the left every once in a while for Kieran Tierney. Well, that's weird. Hey, Walu, I'm guessing you're very happy with that answer there. <laughs> okay, really quick, real answer. Um, it, this season in the Premier League, I'll go – actually, no, overall. Kieran Tierney. <laughs> um, let's go – oh, shoot, now I'm blanking. Save uh, more and I'll block you. <laughs> I, lost, I lost my mojo. I forget. I forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> Missing out Big Luke Shaw here, I think. Big Luke Shaw. And oh, yeah. Davis okay, Scott. honestly, Luke Shaw's best in the Premier yeah. yeah, Robertson he's been, third. He's been calling this year. <laughs> um, right, Langpod. We got. I think we got three more here. Langpod. 
Do you guys like the fact, or do you like the fact that FIFA is becoming a menu game as no one's playing it for the gameplay from Manu here? Um, I'm kind of more of a menu player anyway. Um, like all I really play at the moment is weekend league, and it's I'm probably the only person in the community that feels like I prefer a weekend league over any other game mode. I prefer I'd play 30 games a weekend league quicker than I'd play 10 games of rivals. Um, so for me, menu all week and weekend league during the weekend, I'm fine with it, and that's that's. I, I, I'm fine with it personally. I know a lot of people in the community are the complete opposite. They would rather play every single game mode, not do anything on the menu and not do weekend league. But look, that's what that's what's good about this FIFA. Like when we look back at it, we've had so much content. I know I give out about cups not like daily knocker tournaments and cups not being in the game, but there's so much to do. There's so much for so many different varieties of players, and I think that's good. Um but no, I definitely would feel menu content over especially over the last few years um like compared to the early days of fifa it's gone from gameplay to menu and uh i think it's more of a flex on who's in your club but than uh what your record is now that is yeah i think it definitely turned into more of so, a uh, yeah more like, like people say like a, a panini sticker book to be fair um one yeah. <laughs> which i'm down for yeah <laughs> this question is going to go to each person um like thinking about quickly here jose i want to start with you first what are your Three favorite promos in FIFA history. How's it start with you first? Three favorite promos ever. Foot birthday, future stars, team of the year. But can you remember from what year though? Oh, oh. Uh, foot birthday 2019. Or FIFA 20, sorry. <laughs> uh, future stars, FIFA 21. Team of the year, FIFA 21. Okay. Diego, your three. I'm going to have to go with foot birthday FIFA 19 team of the year 20 uh, FIFA 20 21 and I really liked was it last year shapeshifters yeah shapeshifters mm -hmm. last year yeah yeah I like shapeshifters a lot last year as well that's probably the three that stand out to me and Langpod your your top 3 in FIFA history in FIFA history so FIFA 21 what if FIFA 21 Future stars, FIFA 21, honorable mentions, power of team of the year because uh, hashtag Lang <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think <laughs> Bristol's sick of me with all these plugs. Um, I think honestly, man, my favorite ever pro. I can I can't go three. I'll go one. Any footies promo. I think I used to love footies promo. I remember it was back. When was the year Jack Butland was in? It was FIFA 17. 16, FIFA 17. Yeah, I remember they done a promo for was Jack Butlin in that footies promo. I remember Smalling yeah, was in it. Yeah, seventeen, I think. Um, yeah, I, can't it remember, I can't even remember the players in it, but I just remember. Yeah, yeah, that that was probably the best ever promo we've ever had. Um, I really like. I've always really liked the promos after team of the season because I know it is late in the cycle and most most of the player bits are already gone off the game. Um, but they, that's when the EA go like completely hell for leather and try to win us back for next year. <laughs> so it, it usually is a really good promo. Um, all this, the summerish promos. Um, but yeah, any summer promo really. I think it's an interesting yeah, one that we've not mentioned any kind of promos before team of the year, which is it's always interesting. I think definitely the better promos come later on the line. Uh, like I mentioned there, like the the last kind of promo of the year always been a good one, which maybe it's good marketing from EA. They know we've got to wait until that very last one, but it's a, it's a tough one there. We're going to go through and where you can find each of our guests. Langford, where can people find you? Do I still need to do this after how many plugs I've done today? Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, no, Twitter Twitter and Twitch, just at King Lampard, that's all it is. And when do you normally stream as well on Twitch? Um, I'm kind of going 
around six days a week now. Today, tonight was actually doing a night I've had off from last week. Um, but it's usually around 8 p.m. UK time I'm live. And then depends on depends on the vibes in the chat is how long I'll be live for. Perfect. Diego, where can people yeah. find minimum, you? Minimum, minimum three hours. <laughs> Diego, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitch at Simply DGR. Uh, same thing on YouTube as if you ever miss anything in the streams, which is mainly weekend league rewards, pack openings. We end up just uploading over there. Um, same thing with TikTok, Simply DGR, trying to get on there. But, you know, being, me being older, a little bit of a boomer, I guess some people might call me. I'm, really, I'm, I'm still learning my way on there, but those are probably the best three places to find me. And we are live five times a week, Wednesday through Sunday, usually around 4 to 5 p.m. Central Time. And then it kind of goes on kind of like same thing as Langpard, kind of based on how we're feeling out content, things like that. But usually at least anywhere from like three to like six hours. Perfect. And Jose, where can people find you? Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all at Jose and Chill. And I'm streaming Wednesday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 11.30 p.m. UK until the clocks move. So, yeah. Right, perfect, guys. Thank you very much. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at For Footsake Pod for all things FIFA related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes released weekly every Wednesday, so make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes.